Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Hey, Andrew. Hello, Edwin. I don't know who's starting this. When Peyton kicks the week off, it's... It you gets know, confusing. It mixes up the mojo. I think, but <laughs> I, it is Wednesday. It is. We Wednesday. got our day right. Yeah, so, we do have yeah. our day right. It's July twentieth for all those who are listening on the day it dropped. Hey, and we, and there's more and more all the time, and we love you. Absolutely, love we to appreciate get the emails. It. Love meeting you in different congregations, and I particularly get tickled when I'm asked about what socks am I wearing. <laughs> True story that happened. I said, "Oh, I know what you've been listening to." <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. So, so what? Okay, so what socks are you wearing? What socks am I wearing today? Oh, let's let's have a look at them. Oh, these are some pretty plain Jane socks. Pretty plain Jane socks. Yeah, that's, these are that's just too bad. these are just good old running socks. So, what Bible passage are we reading? Well, we're in Hebrews chapter twelve. Absolutely, and uh, I think we're moving on. Are we going to start in verse three or verse four? We're going to start in verse in three. There. Okay, yeah, going to read quite a bit 17. today. All right, very good. Right a bit. Here we go. I'm reading from the English Standard Version. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. In your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. And have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord, nor be weary when reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. It is for discipline that you have to endure. God is treating you as sons. For what son is there whom his father does not discipline? If you are left without discipline, in which all have participated, then you are illegitimate children and not sons. Besides this, we have heard, excuse me, besides this, we have had earthly fathers who disciplined us and we respected them. Shall we not much more be subject to the Father of spirits and live? For they disciplined us for a short time, as it seemed best to them, but he disciplines us for our good, that we may share his holiness. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, lift your drooping hands and strengthen your weak knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be put out of joint, but rather be healed. Strive for peace with everyone and for holiness without which no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one fails to obtain the grace of God, that no root of bitterness springs up and causes trouble, and by it many become defiled. That no one is sexually immoral or unholy like Esau, who sold his birthright for a single meal. For you know that afterward when he desired the, to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no chance to repent, though he sought it with tears." I'm not going to lie. There's some real sobering stuff in this paragraph for me. Some things I've, I've kind of wrestled with at different times. Have you been lying um, in the other conversations? Oh, my goodness. Did you catch me? I don't think so. <laughs> no, no. Okay. But, yeah. No, there's I'm some sorry. sobering a, a very, things. Go a ahead. very unfortunate uh, phrase. <laughs> no, I'm yeah, just, it's just like, I bet uh, you'll, you'll never catch me in a lie. Oh, because you gamble, right? <laughs> very unfortunate. Have you stopped beating your wife yet? Exactly. Okay, exactly. sorry. Let's get back on topic. Go ahead. What What is sobering? There are some sobering okay, things. Okay, so a couple of things, and um, we'll, we'll see what you want to talk about. I, I was just afraid you were about to get serious, and I'm not sure I can handle that today. So. <laughs> No. <laughs> well, as long as we take turns, okay? okay. I'll be serious, guy, and and you you bring us back bring us back around. Um, okay, so so two things. Number one, um, when I look at the uh, account of Esau, okay, that you m- mentioned mm-hmm. at, towards the end of the of the reading, 
and that there does come a time when your sorrow and your tears uh, aren't going to move the needle. You know, it, it, there it does come a day when it's too late. That's heartbreaking for me. That is. I have to tell you, as we're reading it this week, I've actually, I, I'm actually reading that passage slightly differently yeah. than I've ever read it before. Okay. Let me let me share this. This, uh, and I think this is because of how how intently we've been walking through Hebrews mm-hmm. with with five written devotionals every week and five conversations every week, and I'm also in a class with folks who are discussing this yeah, two times you're, every you're, week. You're in Hebrews up to your eyeballs. I, and, <laughs> and as I'm watching what what's been happening all the way from the beginning, and the recognition that what our author is concerned about is that these folks are going to turn away. Right. They're going right. to drift away. They're going to rebel. Right. They're going to abandon Jesus. He He's talking about the fact that when you do that, do not think that you will escape judgment. Yes. Yes. Because what happened to Esau happened to him while he was continuing on in this life— I've always read this before that he's talking to us that, well, you know, if you reject it, you'll never, ever, ever be able to repent. I, I think maybe what he's just highlighting is that just like Esau had a thing where he rejected the blessing, he turned away from the blessing that was his. And as you pointed out, there came a point which he could no longer have it. He he saw it. Yeah, it was, it was gone. We've already heard that it's appointed to man once to die, and after this comes what? The judgment. Judgment. Yeah. And his, I think his point is, guys, if you turn away from this, you're going to get judged. Yeah. And there will be a point, not that there's a point while you're in this life that if you repent and turn to the Lord that he won't accept it, yeah. but there is going to come a point that when you reject the blessing, and now the blessing has been administered, yes. and it has been given to people, which now we're talking about the ultimate end, yeah. the judgment. We just went through Hebrews 11, where there's so much about what they were actually going to get, the real promise, the, the yeah. true promise behind the earthly promises. He says, when that when that blessing is inherited, if you have rejected it, there's nothing that's going to happen after that. There's, there's no second chance after yeah. that. I think you're exactly right about that. You know, in, in light of scriptures, when I... You know, when is it too late? I do think it's the moment of death. And there are passages that describe hell as a place of wailing and gnashing of teeth, right? Of this terrible sorrow and crying and crying out. And for those who had known the gospel and turned away, it's very similar to an Esau who had the birthright in his hands, but for something less than, something cheap, he set that aside, he gave that up, and, and then it was too late. And I, I think about people who were Christians, and I knew the gospel, and they knew that goodness, but maybe it was persecution that drove them away, maybe it was the drifting away. I mean, these things are talked about in Hebrews. They give it up, they set it aside, and what happens when they die? What happens when they go to God in judgment, right? And now it's too late. Yeah. And now they're crying. Absolutely they're crying. But what is to be done? It's too late. I, I know this passage is not necessarily eschatological, but maybe it is. Not not no. necessarily about the end times, but but there is a point here about the fact that look, when when it's time to inherit the blessing, when Jesus returns, when he appears, there's not a second chance. Right. There's not gonna right. be seven years of tribulation where people can have a second that's chance a to point. turn to the Lord. That's, that, really that's not point. what's gonna happen. Judgment is coming. Mm-hmm. And once that happens, you can seek it with tears. It's it's not going to change anything. Yeah. The other thing that we read in a little earlier on that I, I wrestle with, I guess, is the Christian's attitude and understanding of 
persecution. Yes. Right? And and here's and here's my struggle with this. I can see where persecution one way to interpret persecution and hardship is that God has forsaken me. Mm. God has forgotten me and I and I'm in this for him but he's turned his back on me. Mm-hmm. However, uh, the Hebrew writer casts this light on it. What if God's hand is in this persecution? Or actually not what if, but look at God uses persecution yeah. as a disciplining measure for sons or for children, right, that he loves. And so this is not God has left you, but there's even God molding you spiritually and working on you in these things. And my struggle is, I don't like the idea of getting worked on that way <laughs> At all, yeah. That that is frightening. Yeah, I, I've said on the program before. I I don't wish persecution on anyone. Mm-hmm. It seems that if we uh, live the life of faith, it's probably going to come sooner or later, and in one form or another. And it may not always mean scourges and chains and losing property. It could be you know the persecutions of ridicule and slander that the Lord talks about. Uh, you know, in the Sermon on the Mount. So, I mean, there's different kind of ways and degrees and so forth. But where persecution can have an effect, I guess, upon uh, those of of weak faith, or or I guess maybe testing the faith is better, and some some discover that they don't have the faith. Um, but, But God is disciplining us, shaping us, and faith can be stronger for coming through persecution. First, let's understand that discipline has different subheadings. Discipline is is an overarching term. Very true. I have a tendency when I hear discipline to think punishment. Punitive discipline. Right. Yeah. I remember, I know this is going to be shocking, but when I was in college as a freshman, I was actually on the rowing squad at Wichita State University. I only did it for one year. I mean, I don't know because you can't swim, but but that would have been hilarious. Uh, So... uh, Here's the interesting thing. Mm-hmm. Every day when we had practice, do you know what? Well, of course, you don't know the first thing we did, but I'll tell you the first thing we did was we ran every day. Every okay. day, the first thing was okay. Sometimes it was a short run, sometimes it was a long run, but we ran mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. First thing. Do you know what we did whenever we messed up really badly and were in trouble? Did you have to go run laps? We ran. <laughs> That's, okay. That goes with a lot of teams. So here's, sports. here's discipline. Mm-hmm. Both times it was discipline. One time it was punitive discipline. Another time it was just growing discipline. Yeah. I, I don't know what the title for that would be, but it's just it's just the discipline that says it's going to make you a more disciplined athlete. It's going to get you, to, it, it's going to grow your yeah. endurance and, and that sort just of thing. Instructive. I, I've heard of kind of broken that way. There's there instructive discipline and then there's punitive discipline. I like that. I like that. You talked about the testing of faith in First Peter chapter 1 and verse 6. In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials mm-hmm. so that the tested genuineness of your faith more precious than gold that perishes, mm-hmm. though it is tested by fire, mm-hmm. may be found to result in the praise and glory and honor of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Yeah. T- tying these two things together, Hebrews 12, here in First Peter chapter 1, we recognize why is God letting this persecution go on. And now in Hebrews 12, notice it's not as intent as it could be because he says, y'all haven't shed blood yet. I know, but, but Edwin, that's on the table. It's coming. Yeah. He's (laughs) like, yeah, it's not, look, don't worry. Don't worry. You're not going to shed blood. He says, y'all haven't even gotten to that point yet. It's coming. 
callback though some of some of those uh by faiths right yeah sawn in two stone tortured stone yes this has been the way of god's people in the past he said you haven't gotten there yet no you haven't gotten there yet and of course here it is consider the hostility that jesus endured nailed to a cross speared inside literal scourgings yeah. yeah and of course we already know who is jesus well from the very beginning of this book he is the son mm-hmm. so he he's telling us here in hebrews 12 look to the one who endured this yeah. sonship discipline yeah and, and of course you know his wasn't punitive at all because he mm-hmm. didn't sin mm-hmm. he, he was made perfect mm-hmm. through suffering mm-hmm. remember that yeah. Hebrews so five he, eight, even, nine. even jesus who was sinless was perfected and made all that we needed him to be through suffering what he's pointing out is that we're following in his footsteps as we go through persecution, as we go through suffering. And, and I remember this. I remember that when Paul and Barnabas finished their first missionary journey and they went back through all the towns and the churches right. in Acts 14, yeah. he says it is through tribulation we enter the kingdom of God. That's right. And his point is not, I believe, I believe it is not, well, as we're on our way to the kingdom, you just need to understand we're going to suffer tribulation. He is saying that it is by tribulation we enter the kingdom because it is the suffering, it is the persecution that tests our faith, that proves our faith, that that, in, that improves our faith, that purifies our faith, that allows us to enter the kingdom. And he was saying it to people who had witnessed him being stoned and left for dead. Yes. He was saying it to people who had actually witnessed him getting chased out of towns. Yeah. Uh, so they knew that's what it was. Yeah. Yes, Absolutely. So as we experience discipline, let's remember God is not looking the other way. He's not just waiting. He is helping us grow. And the question is, will I accept his methods? That's, that's the real question. So let's end with a prayer here. Holy God, you are magnificent. And we, <laughs> Andrew kicked it off well. It's sobering. I do not like to think about persecution and suffering. Sadly, too often, I make decisions based on what's going to keep me from going through that. And I I pray that you will help me to realize that when I'm making that choice, I'm actually choosing not to enter the kingdom. So, Father, not that we're going to be seeking suffering, not that we're going to be pursuing persecution, but let us not run from it. Give us the strength, grow our faith, test us, place us in the crucible that our sins may rise to the top and they may be scraped off. And Lord, thank you for the sacrifice of your son that atones for our sins. It's through him we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.